The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost another running back, leaving them just two fully healthy ahead of their Thursday night football matchup with the Chicago Bears. We'll discuss that, and we are joined by one half of the Dual Threat Show, friend of the podcast, J.C. Cornell, on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Welcome in all returning and new listeners to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. And now your Locked On Bucks podcast lead Tampa Bay Buccaneers story from James Yarko and David Harrison. On Tuesday, significant roster news breaking for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as running back Kenyon Barner was suspended by the National Football League. According to the NFL's official statement, quote, Kenyon Barner, who is currently on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad, has been suspended without pay for four games for violating the NFL policy on performance enhancing substances. Barner is eligible for reinstatement on Tuesday, November 3rd, following the Buccaneers' Week 8 game at the New York Giants, end quote. Most recently in Week 4, Kenyon Barner was elevated for the second straight week to the active roster by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and contributed as a kick returner and on special teams, and it was also targeted one time by Tom Brady during the win over the Los Angeles Chargers. Now Barner will be unavailable, like the press release says, until Tuesday, November 3rd, following the Buccaneers' eight Week 8 game against the New York Giants and joins a list of Buccaneers running backs who may not be available in the short term, including injured veterans Leonard Fournette and LaShawn McCoy, who still have not practiced leading up to the Thursday night matchup for the Buccaneers against the Chicago Bears to kick off the NFL's Week 5 schedule. Leonard Fournette also missed Week 4 against the Los Angeles Chargers, and LaShawn McCoy left that game with the injury, resulting in Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie from Vanderbilt, stepping in to help Ronald Jones. So something to keep an eye on as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue to lose running backs as they enter into the biggest primetime stretch of their schedule and are also suffering injuries at other positions. Most notably, that is the wide receiver position. On Wednesday, the Buccaneers were without their top four Wide receivers at practice. Mike Evans with an ankle injury. Chris Godwin with a hamstring injury. Scotty Miller with a hip groin injury. And Justin Watson with a chest injury. All did not participate in practice for the second consecutive day on Tuesday. Mike Evans is still believed to likely play according to head coach Bruce Arians, as he said that Mike Evans was out there on one and a half legs and will do everything he can to play in Thursday night's game. Chris Godwin's status is still unlikely to play with that hamstring issue, giving him some additional rest before their week six matchup 
with the Green Bay Packers. The other two to really keep an eye on, of course, are Scotty Miller and Justin Watson, who played extremely well in the absences of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans throughout the season. And Scotty Miller was able to reach the end zone for the first time this year. As a result of these injuries, from Scott Smith of Buccaneers.com, he says, quote, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers week five list of protected practice squad players includes one player making an appearance in that group for the first time this season, rookie wide receiver Josh Pearson. The inclusion of Pearson this week is likely a nod to the team's deep injury concerns at the receiver position. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, and Justin Watson have all been held out of the team's first two practices of the week and may not be available on Thursday night when the Bucs play the Bears in Chicago. It's even possible all four will miss the game, which would leave the team with just Jaden Mickens and Cyril Grayson at the receiver position. Mickens has primarily served as a kick returner this year, while Grayson was just signed off the practice squad. Neither has a reception this year. Season. When you take a look at the receivers that are injured, plus OJ Howard being placed on season ending injured reserve and going up against a very tough Bears pass defense that not only forced the Indianapolis Colts to go on their first three and out of the season in last week's loss to the Colts, they made them go three and out four times. The injuries to key players at a key position is certainly concerning heading in to Thursday night football. Coming up in just a moment, we will be joined by the founder and CEO of the Draft Network and co-host of the Dual Threat Show, J.C. Cornell. But first, David, we have a word from our delicious sponsor. Yeah, we absolutely do. And of course, that sponsor is Built Bar. And, and guys, you guys already know if you've been listening to the show. If you haven't been listening to the show, welcome Bill Bar is one of our favorite sponsors, one of my favorite sponsors. I am not only a spokesperson uh, via this this show, but I'm also a, a very avid consumer. And today, well, on, on Tuesday, rather, Bill Bar dropped their strawberry flavor for the month of October in support of breast cancer awareness. I've already ordered a box and a third. I added it to one of my build your own boxes, box mixes. So I've got a full box of strawberry Bill Bars on the way, and I've got one third of a build your own box. A box of strawberry coming as well. Listen, guys, built bars are healthy. They're great for the health conscious person. They'll help you lose or maintain weight while you indulge in a delicious treat. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, but high protein, high fiber. They're great for the keto diet. And they've been around with us for a little while now, and they're going to stick with us for the rest of the year and hopefully into 2021 because you guys continue to enjoy this, this product and you guys have supported this sponsor amazingly. We greatly appreciate it. And right now, the offer for Built Bar stands as this. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you will get $10 off your next order. Not your first order, not the order you subscribe on, not the order you sign up for an email on, your next order, and your next order after that, after that, after that, and so on. $10 off using the promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. Hump Day is Game Eve. Game Day Eve? Is that is that right, James? Sure. Hump day is game day <laughs> Eve here at the Locked Tom Bucks podcast. Uh, off to a great start, of course. And we're going to welcome in now our guest, a good friend of the pod, right? We recreated that on our own, JC. You didn't make that up at all. 
uh, we, we definitely didn't steal that from you. JC Cornell at Cornell NFL, founder and CEO of the Draft Network and co-host of the Dual Threat Show. JC, welcome back to the Locked on Bucks podcast. Tell the good people out there how you've been and what you've been up to. you got a new show. Hopefully, they've all checked it out. But if not, go ahead and plug that right here at the beginning. We'll plug it again before you leave. Yeah, so I'm over at the Dual Threat Show on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's Paige Demakos and I talking a lot of Buccaneers football, talking gambling, just talking all things NFL. So please check that out if you haven't. And uh, excited. Absolutely. It's a great show. I've been listening to it, thoroughly enjoying it. You have another episode dropping today, right, as we listen to this? Yeah, we're actually recording later tonight, so it'll be available late night because it's me past 9.30 p.m., but it'll be available early in the morning if you're driving to work. Outstanding. I'll make sure I download that and listen to that during my commute. Um, but getting into the conversation, JC, we're all fans of Rojo here, uh, but with the injuries to Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy, I, I just have to kind of wonder, I want to get your thoughts on this. Are he and Keyshawn Vaughn, and then, of course, the suspension of Kenyon Barner, are he and Keyshawn Vaughn ready to carry the load for the Buccaneers running game this Thursday night? Because there are no running backs on the practice squad. And as we know, with the protocols in place, there's not enough time to get another one on the roster before Thursday night. I know you tweeted that we're probably going to see another Bucks running back on the practice squad later this week or into the weekend, which makes sense. But for Thursday night anyway, do you think Rojo and Keyshawn Vaughn are ready to go uh, if they need to? I'm confident in both of them. You know, Rojo had a great game, 111 yards on the ground, 20 carries. He just can't catch the ball, and I, I think that's always going to be an issue with his hands. I, it's just not natural for him catching the ball. When you see Keyshawn Vaughn come in, it is more natural for him, and I, I think we have a, a stud there with Keyshawn Vaughn. I liked what I saw. You know, he had the bad drop at the end, but I was putting on Twitter, I, I like the comp to James White on the Patriots. Similar build, both 5'10", uh, White's 208. Vaughn is 218. They both ran four or five forties with Vaughn being a little bit faster than whites, but they have a similar running style. And, and, you know, Brady would be extremely excited if Vaughn can show that potential that he had in James white in new England. Now, JC, the Buccaneers were without their top four receivers at practice on Tuesday. They officially placed OJ Howard on injured reserve and they play about 48 hours from this recording, we know it's a long shot for Godwin to play. We're all just kind of assuming that he's out. But you take a look at these injuries to Mike Evans, Justin Watson, Scotty Miller. Uh, how concerning is it to go up against an incredibly talented Bears pass defense with all of these key offensive players just not being available for practice? I mean, yeah, it's going to be a big test for the Buccaneers. I think Scotty Miller and Justin Watson will definitely go. Mike Evans with the uh, – sprained ankle flying to Chicago. That thing's going to swell up. I mean, it's going to be a long shot for him to play. We'll see if he can make it happen. He's a warrior. We all know that. So yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough test, but you know, with Chicago, their offense does not scare me. Nick Foles does not scare me. If, if we're without Evans and without Godwin, I just expect, you know, it's going to be a, a punchy in the face kind of, it's going to be a brawl out there. And you know, basically, I think best defense is going to win that game. So speaking about best defense is obviously the part of the Bears uh, effective or what's been effective so far this season. Uh, pass defense has, of course, been part of the pass rush. They, the two kind of play hand in hand. And JC, I'm going to start this question with a little bit of a trivia question. Please don't feel bad if you don't know the answer, because it took me about 15 minutes to find the answer myself when I thought of the question. Uh, but do you know when the last time it was that the Buccaneers offensive line went two consecutive games without allowing their quarterback to be sacked in a single season? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. <laughs> Weeks five and six of 2008. So Jeff Garcia is the last Buccaneers quarterback within a single season to experience two clean games 
from his offensive line. Now we're not going to quarterback hits and all that stuff because Tom Brady did get hit last week. But we're talking about sacks here. That is a really long time. So with this Buccaneers offensive line facing a front seven featuring guys like Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, and Robert Quinn, can this be the week that this franchise finally gets another two-game no-sack streak? Hey, it's going to be tough. I'll tell you what, though. Tristan Wirfs looked great last week, shutting out Joey Bosa. I think he has to be in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Donovan Smith played another solid game. So, yeah, it's going to be a huge test. I mean, Wirfs is going to have Khalil Mack this week. I, it's It will be fun to watch for him. Not fun as a Bucks fan, but, you know, you're, you're hoping he, he steps up and has another great game. JC, this defense looked really good the first three weeks, especially the secondary, who – you know, in, in some preseason rankings, we're ranked 32 out of 32, and these guys have taken to social media and worn it as a badge of honor and motivation. But then against the Los Angeles Chargers, they see Justin Herbert go 20 of 25. He has three touchdown passes, two of which are over 50 yards apiece. What does the secondary need to do against Nick Foles? And more specifically, what does Carlton Davis need to do against a star receiver like Allen Robinson to get back on track. I'm not worried about the Carlton Davis, um, Allen Robinson matchup. That's kind of a matchup that Carlton Davis thrives on, similar to the Michael Thomas matchup. It's the speedy guys that worry me with the Bucks secondary. You saw them get beat uh, a couple times against the Chargers just by pure speed going long. And and honestly, I think that also comes down to how good Justin Herbert really is at quarterback. I'm going to talk about this tonight on my own podcast. I think Justin Herbert's going to go down this year as a, one of the top three quarterbacks the Buccaneers face all year. And those th- three quarterbacks will be Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. That's how high I am on him. Wow, that is that is some high praise, JC. And yeah, I mean, Paige, we had Paige on the episode just yesterday. And she has some high praise for Justin Herbert as well. And I mean, I think we all kind of walked away from that game uh, very impressed with him. Some some people didn't expect it, but I know some people did. And I know that you guys were talking about just as well as we were that, you know, Justin Herbert wasn't kind of your scrub off the street type of rookie quarterback. But I did see on social media a lot of Buccaneers fans coming out saying, man, they didn't realize that the Chargers or at least Justin Herbert maybe was as good as he is. So I got to ask you this question. I, I was I was thinking about asking them. I'm just going to ask it. So Paige had a pretty strong comment uh, about Coach Nagy removing something from another part of his body and figuring out that Mitchell Trubisky is the best quarterback for this Bears offense right now that's currently on the roster. Do you agree with that? And I mean, how much different do you feel? Because I know that Jake has gone on record and said that, you know, that Mitchell Trubisky is the hardest quarterback on the Bears roster to defend against. What do you think it is that Mitchell Trubisky does so much better than Nick Foles if you agree with him? Or do you think Nick Foles is actually the better quarterback? You know, when Nick Foles came in for the Bears, I was excited for the Bears because I I just don't like Trubisky at all. He can't throw to his right. It's just it, he he's looked terrible as a prospect. He didn't have a lot of tape in college, and obviously they jumped the gun and passed on Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in that draft, which is just you can't. It's hard to even think of, even if you're not a Bears fan. But I I don't know. I, I Trubisky, yes, he's got the he's got the mobile ability. He can. He can create plays. He's he's kind of like that backyard football player that Jameis Winston could be for the Bucks when he would make those crazy plays. I think that's what he gets you, but I don't know. I don't know what to do with their quarterback situation. You know, it's a toss-up for me. Like I said, I think Foles maybe plays smarter, makes some some throws that Trubisky can't, but at the same time, Trubisky will play that backyard football that will get you some big plays. Who knows? I, I have no idea. I really think it comes down to the fact that Nick Foles can just run Nagy's offense better than Trubisky can. Yeah, he definitely seems to be a little bit more of a better fit, even though I, I, I still think that Mitchell Trubisky, athletically anyway, brings a little bit more to the table and can do a little bit more than 
uh, than what Foles can outside of the pocket uh, if, if need be. Uh, but switching over a little bit to the defensive side of the ball with with more and more Buccaneers offensive weapons getting banged up as the season continues, uh, how well do you feel the defense realistically needs to play to come away with a win heading into really what's a pseudo buy following a Thursday night game, right? And I'm going to give you a scale here. So on a scale of 1 to 10, obviously we want the Buccaneers defense to play at a 10, but I'm kind of shooting for where do they need to hit the mark to just walk away with a victory. 10 would be Buccaneers Super Bowl caliber defense. We've all seen it. We all love it. We want to see it again. Maybe we're not there yet. One being UNIJC could be the pass rush and the Bucs will still win. So where do you think they need to land in there in that 1 to 10 scale? I think, uh, you know, I think it depends on Mike Evans, if Mike Evans plays or not. I think if Mike Evans plays, we need a solid 6 out of them to win. If Mike Evans does not play, we're going to need a solid 7.5 out of them. You, you say we need a, a 7.5 without, without Mike Evans. This has not been a high octane offense by any means. And I, I think when you take a look at the Chicago bears and yeah, it's a little different with Nick Foles rather than uh, Mitchell Trubisky, but a lot of their offense is predicated on their ability to run the ball. So even if Mike Evans doesn't play with as good as the Buccaneers run defense typically is, how do you feel about a bears offense going up against the Buccaneers that basically forces Nick Foles to have to shoulder the load. I mean, I understand he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback as a backup, but he did not look good in Jacksonville last year. He's not looking great in Chicago so far. So if if the Bucs eliminate the run like they've done in every game this year, how confident are you in their ability to basically force Nick Foles to have to beat them and then stop him from doing so? I'm very, I'm very confident. I, Todd Bowles, you know, is going to dial up the blitzes and create chaos, and and I'm confident in this defense to win this game. Similar to how the defense won the game against the Broncos when we needed them to step up, but the thing is now the offense, it's it's going to be. Uh, Week five here, and like Leonard Fournette said before the Broncos game, by week five, he said he expects this offense to be completely clicking. So, uh, you know, I'm not worried about this game. I think this is a W for the Bucks, and I think the defense, like you said, stops the run, forces uh, Foles into some some bad throws, and gets some turnovers. All right, guys, coming up here on the rest of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we've got more with J.C. Cornell of the Dual Threat Show. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of Locked on Bucks podcast, joined by founder and CEO of the Draft Network, co-host of the Dual Threat Show, and a good friend of this show, J.C. Cornell. Now, yesterday when Paige was on with us, she said that the only way that she sees the Bears winning this game is the defense has to force multiple turnovers by the Bucks offense and probably they have to get into the end zone as a result of one of those turnovers, whether that be a scoop and score, a pick six, whatever the case may be. So when you take a look at this Bears defense outside of Khalil Mack, because let's be honest, JC, that's just cheating. Which Bear scares you the most in this particular matchup? I like that kid Fuller they have in the secondary. He he's a he's a game changer. He can get a pick. Um, we're just gonna hope that Brady doesn't throw any out routes this week, and and we should be golden. You know what I mean? I I think honestly, if if Werfs can man up Khalil Mack and and protect Brady, I I don't see any strip sacks. And I've I've seen Brady. I like out of Brady this year is even when those guys are getting to him, he he's great at protecting that ball and not fumbling. So I think Fuller could be the guy that would be the a cha- uh, 
a turnover guy for the Bears outside of Khalil Mack. But otherwise, I'm I'm pretty pretty confident in this game. I want to get that clip over to the Advent Health Training Center as fast as possible and into Byron Leftwich's head. Can we please stop running out routes with Justin Watson? Yeah, please. Uh, so I got another kind of a situational question for you, and I, and I kind of premised it with a little bit of a, a story here. So the devil came down to Florida and offered you a one-time freebie. No soul needed to exchange it. He'll let you pick one Buccaneers player to ball out this Thursday night. The catch is he's the only Buccaneers player that's going to ball out. Everyone else is going to be playing at a B game level, so average level. Who are you picking to get the boost and still get the Buccaneers a win? Tom Brady. I mean, if Tom Brady balls out, everyone's balling out, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we, we t- touched on a little bit. James and I talked about it in our first segment. Uh, we touched on a little bit here in the beginning of the interview, JC. I got to get your thoughts because I know you got some. Kenyon Barner, man. I mean, he comes onto this team. He's been bouncing around the NFL a little bit. This is his fourth team in the last two years, I want to say, if, if a memory serves correctly. Uh, practice squad guy gets the opportunity to elevate, get some special teams contributions. We all know how important special teams are for guys trying to stick or even make rosters. And then he pops hot for a ped. I mean, we don't know exactly what it is. We don't know the full story. And yeah, sometimes it's just kind of a mistake. And, you know, you don't want to you don't want to crucify a guy. But what are your thoughts about this, especially in this situation where the Bucks need a special teams boost? They need running back depth coming to this game. What are your thoughts or reactions to Kenyon Barner's being uh, being suspended? I mean, it's tough to tough to hear. Definitely for the kid. But it's just a stupid move. I mean, maybe he was, you know, trying to get into shape really quickly and trying to just get through some some hoops, but yeah, it, it's not good to see. And I'm going to have to take a look at who's out there. That's on the, on the street that we could sign. I saw James Wilder's kid was uh, tweeting to sign me, but you know, we'll have to see what the options are that are out there. JC, we're going to step away from the Buccaneers real quick before you know, we'll, we'll circle back, but the big news across the NFL is Bill O'Brien finally being let go. Granted, it was a Deandre Hopkins trade, too late but what is your reaction to the firing of bill o'brien and what do you think who do you think the texans need to be looking at to bring in to not waste the twilight of deshaun watson's career yeah man the bill o'brien thing i i joked on twitter i said was maybe he was working as a spy for the dolphins because it's just a, yeah, catastrophe, a catastrophe what what has happened over there with the dolphins having both their first and second round picks and they could have the first overall pick in the draft. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to see. I mean, the one thing you have is you have Deshaun Watson and you have, I mean, that's, he's a star. So we're going to have to figure out how to rebuild that team. I think guys, you look at you, you have Eric Bieniemy from Kansas city, but you know, as Jake Arian said on TDN fantasy today, you, you know how much, you don't know how much of a role he really has in that offense. How much is it Andy Reid? How much is it him? Like he's got a great track record. I'm sure he could be an amazing coach. And and I, if they choose him, I hope he is. I really do. Um, I think, you know, naturally they're going to go look at a guy like Josh McDaniels up in New England who's turned down some positions the last couple of years, probably waiting for a, a bigger one to come out. I don't know how confident I am in him as far as him being a head coach, the Broncos, thing was a disaster with Tebow but you know he does have the experience coaching good quarterbacks he's shown good stuff adapting with Cam basically bringing in the Tebow playbook this year and obviously you know what he's done with Brady um I mean we'll see we'll see what happens there yeah and and JC something else that was said on Tuesday's episode of the TDM fantasy podcast I believe by Jake was that uh, you know, when there was kind of rumors of the Texans letting O'Brien go, uh, I think it was last year or the year before, there were he said there he knew of the, like three teams that were kind of ready to snatch him up right there. 
But then after all this stuff that's gone down and and the the disaster that has been the Houston Texans, he's not sure how many of those would would be around. You've been you've been a fan of the NFL. You've been close to the game now uh, for a little while. You've been watching it. What do you think the chances are? Because we see coaches get recycled all the time. What do you think the chances are that that O'Brien can recover from this and maybe someday become an NFL head coach? I feel like he goes somewhere and, and probably starts off as a coordinator again. But do you think he ever rises back to that head coach position in the NFL? I think he for sure could rise to a head coaching position again. I just don't think he should ever be a GM again. I mean, listen, there's one guy that does it and does it well, and that's Bill Belichick. And he came from Belichick and, you know, he tried to co- he, he wanted to be like, hey, Bill, look, I can do it, too. Well, guess what? Bill O'Brien, you did not do it well. Don't ever try that again. You embarrass yourself. You know, he's a great coach. He's not a good general manager. Absolutely. JC, we are just two days away uh, from the game as we record this. So let, let's wrap things up with a, uh, a bold prediction from you regarding this game. Bold prediction for me for this game. Um, maybe uh, I'd like to see maybe Keyshawn Vaughn get 100 yards receiving and, and rushing combined in this nice. game. Maybe get a touchdown. That'd be nice to see. And then uh, can we get a winner and your score prediction? I'm going to go Buccaneers 21-17. Okay. Okay. And and if you'll indulge me, we're going to step away from the world of football right now because the news came down that Eddie Van Halen uh, succumbed to cancer and passed away at the age of 65. Do you have a favorite Van Halen song? I'm I'm a big rap guy. I, I love his music. I can't name the titles of his song. That's pathetic, right? No, don't <laughs> no. feel bad, JC. James asked me the same question. I, I threw out a wild guess and I was actually right. Uh, you know the song Jump? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. That, so that's the guess I threw out, and I was actually right. So don't feel bad. I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah, there's that. And Hot for Teacher, if you've ever seen Varsity Blues, the famous scene in, in that. Oh, movie. yeah. yeah that, okay. That yes, now we're talking. Now we're cooking. <laughs> See, and, that, and I started going through the list of Van Halen songs, and there were Van Halen songs that I knew that I did not know were, were them. And just a lot of music that I've been so used to listening to. And they're, they're one of those bands that you know their music, but you don't know the titles of their songs kind of deal. All right. Well, JC, we certainly appreciate you coming on and joining us to talk a little bears and bucks. Let the good people know where they can find everything that you are doing. You can find me at Cornell NFL on Twitter and the dual threat show on Twitter. It's just dual threat show. And then uh, on Instagram, we're at dual threat show as well. So uh, give us a follow and always be going and checking out the draftnetwork.com to keep yourself updated for the draft. I know for me as a Bucks fan, it's been a little different this year. You know, I'm not, I'm not so eager to go click on the mock drafts because guess what, baby, we're contenders. Yeah. But if you want, if you want to find out who Deshaun Watson might be throwing the ball to next year from th- some third round sleeper wide receiver targets, Definitely head over to the Draft Network. I'm sure those guys are going to have some good things to say about what the future of the Texans might look like. Uh, JC, always appreciate your time, brother. Appreciate you. I'll, I'll be listening to your show uh, tomorrow as I'm as I'm driving to or from work, um, whichever. Hope our, our listeners to uh, do as well and, and uh, take care. Good luck Thursday night. I look forward to seeing you on Twitter, giving all your takes on uh, what's going on with the Buccaneers and the Bears. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Go Bucks. And that is going to do it for this episode. Make sure you check out tomorrow's episode, a very important crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast as David and Locked On Bears host Lauren Cox dive into this game. But until then, of course, check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you are sending in your post-game reaction voicemails to 
1041. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.